0: goodness, Justin Jefferson pulled it in, looking for A.J. Brown, he's got it, touchdown. In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just like stoked about this Lions
1: team. Debo
2: Samuel, there he goes, foot on the gas, all the
1: way. Two MVP seasons, not overreacting, but it might be happening.
2: Oh, <laughs> in the <end> zone. <laughs> Keenan Allen, there he gets him, it is Parsons. He back at the
0: 21.
2: I love the upside, the athleticism. It's a move on. B. John Roberts will keep that hand. His first time at the touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it.
0: Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to the Triple Option Podcast. We're going to be previewing week 11 as well as talking about last night's Thursday night game. What's going on, Tom? What's going on, JMU fan? How we doing? (laughs) What's up, guys? I don't think I've ever seen Tom happier than finding out that PFT is going to be on game day this week.
1: I mean, it's just like the perfect time to be a Duke. Football team's insane. Basketball team's ranked for the first time ever. Um... I even watched the men's soccer game last night. They beat Pitt in the first round, so I mean everything's going good. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big GM. You're a big GMU fan these days. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I also got three TVs. So I mean, it was on the bottom TV, and like I would just glance sick at Fox. it, but it was still on. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Well, I saw that they're they're one of like five schools that are ranked top twenty-five in both basketball and football. Correct. That's so the pretty AP sick. Bowl, so yeah. Yeah. Um. So wait, who do they
1: play again? You said Appalachian State this weekend. Yeah, they play App State. They're favored by nine. So. Should be uh should be a good win.
0: And it's obviously home, right? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. um So that's pretty cool. And then they haven't actually said anything about the bowl eligibility yet, right?
1: They just re... They basically just still said, like, they're ineligible for, like, a big bowl. But the way the schedule works, if there's not enough eligible teams, they will get picked for, like, a bowl game. It's going to be a small one. But it does look mm. like that's probably likely. So I'm rooting... If I see a a team with, like, five wins, I'm just rooting against them so they can't get the sixth win.
0: Yeah, that's hype. Dude, I got, like, an ESPN notification that, like, the Virginia, like, like, attorney general is, like, trying to lobby for them to get a bowl game. I was like, it's crazy how deep college football runs.
1: I have no idea how that actually works. Like, I don't know what the Virginia person's gonna be doing, but i'm all for it
0: <laughs> yeah honestly um so yeah that'll be something I look forward to for dom this weekend we're going to talk about um a few games that are on our radar for week 11 um but quick thoughts last night's game was kind of an afc north bloodbath a lot of guys got hurt it looks like mark andrews is going to be out for the year with an ankle injury joe yeah. burrows tbd right now on his uh wrist injury but it's not looking great it looks like we're gonna see jay browning for the foreseeable future. The Ravens um, ended up winning by double digits against the Cincinnati Bengals, but yeah, uh, definitely not great coming out of it. Like Odell kind of had a minor injury Lamar, It looks like it was limping a ton throughout this game, but the Ravens win another one. They have a nice lead now over the Bengals um, for the AFC North because you would still say that those are the two best teams in it um, given all else considered. Um, at least I think on paper, uh, I'll throw it to Tom first, kind of your opinions all of last night, anything like you think outside of this or the Bengals cooked, like, what do you got about it?
2: Um, I saw something that the NFL was like, not the NFL, but like somebody's investigating the fact that, um, the Bengals didn't put Burrow on the injury report when he had like some sort of like medical device on his hand or on his arm. Um, and this happened with T Higgins last year. Right. Yeah. um, the Bengals just just don't put their guys in the injury report. I feel like you're definitely not allowed to do that. Um so that's going to be something to keep watch for, but I think Burrow could be in bad shape. Like they said it's a, a wrist sprain, but that could easily be a three-week injury and if they wind up losing two of those games and they're three or four games back in the division at that point, they could be in a tough spot. So it sucks because 2 weeks ago we were in the Bengals we were all the way back and it up until he hurt his hand, it seemed like they definitely had a, still had a shot at doing so. But hopefully they get back on track because they are an exciting team.
0: Yeah, uh, Schefter tweeted this out mid-game how like, lucky the Steelers are because the Steelers are playing DTR this Sunday, and then it looks like they're going to be playing yep. Jake Browning next Sunday. Um, and the Steelers do play the Bengals twice over the next uh, basically five weeks. So something to definitely keep an eye on in the AFC North. Yeah. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts on last night's game?
1: Yeah, the Bengals are cooked. Um, the Ravens are fine for now, but I will be interested to see how they do without Mark Andrews. I don't know. Like, cause, like he's still the main focus of their offense, so that would be something to see. But for right, the current the current situation, they're fine. They're already 8-3. and three. I think they'll still make the playoffs regardless of how bad um, it gets, so I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, Tom mentioned it. Like, we cursed the Bengals. Like, we should not have said two weeks ago that they were back and they were full force because I don't – if Jake Browning's their guy, they're not winning that many that many games yeah. left. What do you guys
0: think has a better chance right now? Bengals make the playoffs or Ravens get the one seed? Ravens one seed.
2: Ravens one seed, I think, Damn. because Bengals. I mean, with no with Higgins being hurt and now with Burrow being out, that's that's a, that's a tough look. Especially I mean, if have... they say it's a wrist brain, but it could be something worse. It could be if they wind up IRing him and he misses seven games this year. It's a shame because they probably would have won him twelve, but yeah, that's football, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, this is gonna be huge for the Ravens. They're eight and three now. They do have the what tied for the most wins in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um so yeah, that was a big AFC North game. Um it should have been a better game, but obviously a lot of injuries happened. It was still entertaining for maybe at least part of it at the start, but um obviously injuries had a main stay in that. So we'll hop into the first game we are going to preview this week. We'll stay in the AFC North. We'll go to Pittsburgh, taking on the Cleveland Browns. This game will be in Cleveland, like I just mentioned. Um, so Sean Watson, like obviously, news came out earlier this week that he's going to be out for the year. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the former UCLA quarterback, is going to get the start at the QB position. Um, and yeah, this, uh, the Browns team is still favored to win this game by a point and a half. The over under is 32.5 points. It's like an Iowa football game here.
1: A drop? It's,
0: yeah, 32.5 right now.
1: That's, then it's now tied for the lowest over under in the last 10 years because it was 33 when I last saw it, so. That's wild. I would honestly still take the. Oh yeah, I would too.
0: <laughs> two good offense or two good defenses, two bad quarterbacks. Yeah, that's a recipe oh. for the under, right there. Um, I'll throw it to I'll throw it to you, Tom. Who do you think is going to take out the dub here in this AFC North matchup at one o'clock on Sunday?
2: Um, I'm gonna go with. I think I think your boys do it. I think they go to seven Somehow. three. Somehow, I think your Steelers do it. Um, and. There's a good chance that if this stretch they could be nine and three, which I, not to be disrespectful, but never would have never would have guessed it. Uh, Deontay's back; he practiced in full yesterday with that thumb. Uh, new starting running back Jalen Warren has overcome the draft capital, uh, the draft capital allegations where Najee Rubin keeps his job. So it's probably gonna be like a fifty-five forty-five split or like sixty forty. But I like watching the Steelers, even though they're boring for three quarters. Usually, I like. I always had a soft spot for when we used to go to Heinz Field when we were uh younger. So the Steelers always been my second favorite team. I respect that. I dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you here on the Steelers. I don't love it,
0: but um, I do think they win a very ugly game. Now I do think like um, well the Steelers won earlier in the year. That was their first win. So they would sweep the Browns. This would be a massive win for AFC North, like implications and playoff implications. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Steelers, too. I just don't think it's going to be, like, I'm trying to think, like, how... It's just going to have to be done on the ground game, and I think the Steelers running game is coming on as of late. Like, Najee looks a lot better. Jalen Warren, obviously, you mentioned, has, like, been so good as of late. Um, And they're going to get Friermuth back. They're still relatively healthy. We'll see if Minka's going to play. Um, And I don't know how this Browns offense is going to kind of score It's really going to have to be on the ground game, um, even though the Steelers are better defending the run than they are the pass. So, uh, Dom, do we have a clean sweep for Pittsburgh, or you like Cleveland here to even the series one-on-one on on the year?
1: No, I'm going with the clean sweep. don't know if that's good or bad for us, but um, I think we were talking about it in the last episode, or if we were just texting about it. I don't remember, but we were talking about would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Josh Dobbs? Was that on... The episode or texting? I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. No,
0: I think we might have talked about it last episode. I'm still going with Josh Dobbs.
1: Yeah, so like, my whole argument was Josh Dobbs has 16 turnovers this year through nine games. Kenny Pickett has zero turnovers the last five games. Like He has just been playing smart football, and that works for the Steelers. He keeps them close in the first three quarters, and then he becomes Mr. Fourth Quarter and just wins the game late. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned in week two the Steelers won. That was obviously with um, Watson played that game. Nick Chubb played for half that game so like the Steelers were able to stay with them I don't think DTR is going to score more than 13 points against the Steelers defense like like I really just think that's what they're capped at and I think the Steelers can win um can score more than that so I'm gonna take the Steelers and it's just a gross AFC North slugfest
0: I will say though I was trying to find if it was like a, a stat but I, I don't know if like you have to dig deep it. I feel like because, yeah, Pickett hasn't thrown an interception until, I think, week four um, or something like that. And I will say at least once a game, a, a linebacker drops the easiest interception well, of their life. He, he should have triple the amount of interceptions on the year, in my opinion, from watching every game.
1: And the <laughs> other thing that's crazy with Kenny Pickett, when you look at his, like, passing chart, he literally does mm-hmm. not throw the ball in between the hashes down the field. Nope. It's all to the sideline. Like, and that's not even an exaggeration. Like, literally every throw is outside the hashes, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's not even all on like Matt Canada at this point. I think Kenny Pickett, for some read, just first read, check down, that's it. He does even try to survey the field even when they have time. It's sometimes ugly to watch, and he did that um, against the Packers this past weekend as well. Um, so we'll hop into our next game here we're going to talk about. Let's move over to the NFC West battle, um, a 4 o'clock game. Um, we're actually going to talk about basically all 4 o'clock games and primetime games um but we got the seahawks going to la the rams three and six their season is kind of on the line here um three and seven is a very tough hole to get out of uh they are the home um, team they're one point underdogs they're going to be getting matthew stafford back for this game and uh kyron williams i believe will be back next week um he's not coming back this week yeah so I'll start off, I actually like the Rams to win this game. I do think it would be quote-unquote an upset, even though it's basically a pickup at this point. It could be a little bit of a letdown division week um, after the Seahawks beat the Commanders last week, and I think the Rams get it done, and they beat the Seahawks here. Dom, do you agree, or do you like Seattle in this one?
1: So Seattle in their last three games is allowing an average of 422 yards. That oh my gosh. <laughs> that is just not a good winning formula. Um, and, like, when you think of Seattle, like, you think of a good defense, and they really just haven't been that way um, for much of the past few weeks now. Um, however, the Rams are 0-3 in their last three. So, like, again, that was um, without Stafford for a little bit, so that's a little misleading. But And the Rams did kill them week one. So I feel like the Rams always play the Seahawks well. So I will – I'm going to side with you here. I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I'm not fully confident. This is probably the least confident – pick of the five that I'm going to have. But I do think the Rams can win just because that Seattle defense scares me. And I mean, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua might just uh, carve them up.
0: Yeah, this would be a season sweep for the Rams. Didn't really think about that. Forgot they played, yeah, in week one and the Rams dominated them. Tom, do we have a clean sweep for the Rams or you like Seattle?
2: No, I that, that, that's, a, that's a really big point that Dom brought up with the, that that total, that totally total offense allowing is, is nuts. Um, I, I think now with Stafford back, they also don't want to get embarrassed at home against a division rival, although the kind of, season kind of seems to be slipping away from them. It's a very, very, very long shot. They make the playoffs now, but Cooper Cup is not going to want to just fade away and he'll have a year and a half of, like, superstardom. He wants to remain elite, and I doubt Puka Nakua wants to slow down after that hot start that he had to his rookie year and establish himself as a legit NFL wide receiver. So the Rams are going to be hungry, and they don't want to lose. are not going to roll over. So give me the Rams at home. All right, so we all got the Rams here.
0: Um, so we'll hop on to a, another division matchup, big division matchup weeks. So we got the New York Jets going to Buffalo, take on the Buffalo Bills. It's a weird 425 start. I'm surprised like this is at four o'clock and not like the, what, like the Chargers going to Green Bay. That's not like a four o'clock start. It, I don't know, just like Jets and Bills seems like it's a one o'clock start for, for usual times. But um, Bills are five and five after losing last week to the Denver Broncos. Jets are four and five after losing last week to the Las Vegas Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. Um, I, I, I mean, the Bills fired the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Josh Allen's been in the talk of the town as of late um, due to his interceptions and sometimes poor play as of late and the Bills having a lot of letdown games this season. I do not see them losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets. I know they lost in week one when Rodgers got hurt like at the start of the game, but that was a long time ago. The Bills really haven't gotten much better throughout the year, but they are definitely a better team than the Jets. I do not see them losing this game whatsoever. Um, I'll throw it to Tom next. What do you think?
2: No, you give me the Bills. Um, I don't see them getting swept by the Jets, and the Bills are answering desperation mode. Like, Sean McDermott now, I think, is fighting for his job. Uh, Joe Brady is now fighting for uh promotion. So, give me the Bills here, and like like you said, they, they're, they're able to just handle, the, handle Zach Wilson quite well. I mean, it was the kick return last time, and J- it was Josh Allen playing poorly in the second half to why the Bills didn't win the first game. But... I guess we'll chalk that up to Rust, maybe, but Josh Allen kind of has been looking like that in a lot of games. I just don't think they go to five and six here. I'm going to uh, pick the Bills.
1: Dom, do we got another queen sweep? Yeah, I don't think this game will be really that close. It's just like the fact that it's a divisional matchup might um, make it a little more interesting, but... If the Bills lose this game, they're done. Like, one, like they cannot fall to 5-6. and six. You cannot get swept by the Jets. Like, their season is over 100% if they lose this game. Um, the thing with the Jets, their defense the last three games has given up less than 300 yards each game, and two of those they've given up less than 200. They're 1-2 and two in those three games, with the one win being the Giants' meltdown. So the Jets realistically should be 0-3, and their defense is playing lights out. Like, the fact that that just shows how bad their offense is that they just can't do like the smallest things and i don't think they'll be able to do it against buffalo i mean the first time they played they scored 22 points and six of those were from the walk-off punt touchdown so like their offense it's just not a good matchup for them as long as josh allen doesn't turn the ball over like he did the first game and the past few games i think the bills can take care of business in this one
0: all right, there we go. So, another Queen sweep. Maybe we'll get some parity here for the Vikings go- going to Denver for uh, Sunday Night Football. The Vikings are at 6-4. and four. They're undefeated in the Josh Dobbs era. The Broncos have been playing much better of late. Huge win last week on the road um, against the Bills, so they kept their season alive. Dom, what's your what's your pick here for Sunday Night Football? The Broncos are two-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: I think you know what my pick is before I even go with it, just based on... <laughs> Anti-Josh Dobbs just propaganda. Based, just based on the past week, but... The Broncos defense has been pretty good the past month now. Like after the getting embarrassed by the Dolphins, they've kind of right the ship a little bit. So I do think the Broncos win this game at home. Josh Jobs is playing a good defense on the road, which I don't think is great for him. Um the one thing I'm concerned of is the Broncos do not get a lot of pressure. Like they do not get a lot of sacks. And I feel like that's what makes Josh Jobs good. When there's pressure coming mm-hmm. at him, he will just scramble. I've said it. He's the best quarterback to scramble and run down the sideline. So I actually think by the Broncos not being able to get sacks, it might help them by forcing him to like actually throw the ball down the field, which I don't think he can do that well. So give that's me the Broncos the at home. <laughs> them
2: Tom, not being, so them having a bad pass rush will make the quarterback worse. Uh, exactly. But I guess it does make sense. Tom, are you also in Denver? I want to be. But I I love these Vikings. I might have to just keep going with these Vikings. I don't know. I really like because all signs point to Denver, right? Denver, their um, their secondary is good, and apparently their pass rush not being good is bad for the Vikings. Um, Russell Wilson seems to really be picking it up. They are playing on the road uh, at home. They're two point. They're two point. Uh, two point favorites, but. I don't know, man. I want to keep rolling with these Josh Dobbs Vikings. Justin Jefferson might be back, like, well, he's probably gonna be back, but I'm not sure in full, um, full workload. But let's keep going with the Vikings. Three known Josh Dobbs era. There we go. Um, so we have some parity. I'm gonna go with the Broncos.
0: I do feel like. A little bit of the magic is going to run down. The Broncos have been playing so much better of late, um, as of late. And Russell Wilson, man, he's, like, not putting up, like, crazy stats. But 18 touchdowns to four interceptions, he has not been turning the ball over as much this season. Um, So I want to give him props for that. And I I think the Broncos have looked, like, it's not flashy, but they're getting it done. They have a good secondary. Patrick Chretan, still one of the best corners in the league. And we'll see, like, how much he's guarding Jefferson, if Jefferson's going to be more of a decoy. And I know Madison was in concussion protocol, so we'll see how, like, kind of the Vikings. Like, Ty Chandler yeah so it might it might be a banked up running game um I'm gonna go with the Broncos I think it's gonna be not a pretty game um in this sense I feel like that's how the Broncos do win it sometimes um and Javante Williams is really coming into his own um just quick uh, I've been mentioning on the pot I always throw out Tom if he wants Puka Nakuya or Cooper Cup for Javante Williams laughed at me all year I was able to get uh what uh Waddle for him so
1: for uh
0: for Javante Williams
1: I can s I consider that good. The one thing that scares me is Waddle's like upcoming schedule, but other than that, like you definitely got the better player.
0: Yeah. It was like it was like uh Daryl Henderson and <laughs> and Javante Williams for Waddle and Russell Wilson. So I was like, you know what? I'm glad. I but I think Williams is good though and I think he's going to it wasn't like going to be like a first five week of the year thing for him cuz he had such a brutal injury last year. It was going to take some time for him to get ramped up again. And if you were drafting him in fantasy, you were drafting him for weeks 9, 10, 11, not really the first four of the year. Um so we're split there. Um, so this is a big week for Tom cuz he can get a nice win above us here if the Vikings do win. Um so we're going to talk about the game possibly of the year uh we have the eagles going to kansas city the chiefs are two and a half point favorites at home in this one obviously it's a kelsey bolt a rematch from last year's super bowl both teams are coming off a bye it's going to be a very good game um monday night football probably the best monday night game of the year at least on paper for sure and i'm going to lead things off i like kansas city in this one the eagles are not going to have many l's this year we know that they already lost Who'd they lose to again? Why am I blanking out the on it? The Jets. The, the Jets, yeah, yeah, I knew it was a that one. I do think like they're gonna have maybe two to three losses. One's at least gotta come from a good team. And I like the Chiefs to win this game at home. I'll throw it to Tom next. Do you got Chiefs or Eagles?
2: I think I like the Eagles here, man. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go with Philly. I think they have the better team and they know they know how to play the Chiefs and the thing with Kansas City is their offense isn't scoring as much and the defense is what's making the Chiefs look more dominant this year. They have a much better defense than they usually have, but the Eagles' offense is just cooking. Like, I've never seen A.J. Brown play like this. I I haven't seen many guys play like A.J. Brown is playing now in my life. Um, Jalen Hurts is now healthy again. The line is still fantastic. And give me the guys that only need nine yards for a first down and 99 yards for a touchdown. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. I think they go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs here.
1: That would be a huge win. So, Dom... Rubber pick here. What do we got? So I'm gonna start with my stat. I want you guys to try to guess in the last 31 games that Patrick Mahomes has played in the months of November and December, what is his record in those 31 games? Bet you probably has like three losses.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, wait, wait, wait. How many years? 31 last games. Last 31 so that's... games
1: of two month, of November and December. So that's you figure eight a year, so about four years.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably say probably three, or four losses. 31, I'll I'll go 25 and 6.
1: He is 30 and 1 in those 31 games. He (laughs) just does not lose as the season goes on. And the one thing that I want to focus on the most in this game is that the Chiefs and obviously Mahomes have the 7th best passing offense. The Eagles passing defense is 30th. Like we just saw Dak kind of torch them the last game. And just throughout the season, their passing defense has been a little um, underwhelming from what we expected. So the fact – I think I'm just going to take the Chiefs here because they're the home team. However, I'm going to try to call my shot here. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win but the Eagles to cover. I'm going to get really – I'm going to try to thread the needle with that and try to say it's going to be a really close game. Chiefs win, Eagles cover.
0: Like a go-ahead Harrison-Buckerfield goal last second or something. Yeah, to win by like two. Damn. All right, so we have some parity on the last two, which is nice. Um, and Tom is the outlier for both of them. He's got the Vikings, and he's got the Eagles. So we'll hop to the upset picks of the week. And it's tough because a lot of these spreads are either, like, north of 10 or within 3. Um, I'll, I have mine in mind, so I'll throw it out first. I do like—Dom might like this one—the Cardinals to beat the Texans on the road in Houston. They're 5.5-point underdogs. Um, Kyler's back. Um, and I really like the Cardinals there. Um, I, I just kind of like lost my breath as I was saying that, but yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to go into Houston. They're going to win second game with Kyler back, Trey McBride playing really well as a plate. We'll see if we can get Hollywood more involved. Connor's kind of back into full swing now, so that's going to be my upset pick of the week. Did either of you guys have the Cardinals for this one? Yep, I did. Yeah, I'm okay. I kind of I... do it
2: with the Cardinals here. It, seem, it seems <laughs> oh, like uh... just no
0: parody in this video. We're all just taking the same teams for everything. No, no,
2: no not my not my upset pick, but I do like them.
0: Okay, cool.
2: But I mean, I already talked about, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take my upside pick. I'm probably going to just take the, um, Vikings over the, nah, give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles over the Chiefs. They're both Dude, You never take these big spreads. Come on. You're taking, yes, yes, I do. Pick it up. I'm not taking the Packers and I'm not taking the Bears. These are the the next biggest spreads. The Panthers? What about the Giants? Titans? why Why on earth would I take the Giants? they
0: could win <laughs> they could well, win i think we should dock tom if he hits an upset pick but it's a two
2: point spread we got to dock that
1: yeah let's not count that
2: you know do- all right so, so what, what do you so so do you want me to sacrifice an upset pick for to, to pick a nine point spread let me just <laughs> let, let me just throw away the odds of kidding it like i'm still i'm still hitting them pick lower right.
0: spreads fine
2: well i don't want to pick lower spreads it sounds cool but i also there's, never there's win one. These, so maybe I should. there's only two games you pick the cardinals Okay. And the Titans game looks okay.
0: Okay. So That's really it.
1: it. I mean, I took the Broncos last week. You guys kind of like just like dismissed it. You were like, "Yeah, okay, in Buffalo," but you know they won, so it's possible. <laughs> what was the what was the spread on the Broncos? Game? Seven seven this and, and like, a half. Seven and a
2: half. It was pretty high. Yeah, but but the, but the, isn't the Broncos, Broncos were up. And, like we know the Titans are bad.
1: So, like glad, the Broncos were trending up towards good. Matt, I'm glad you just brought the, the Bills Bears. were trending down towards bad because the bear spread on like Monday was like 10 and a half and then they said Fields was healthy mm. and it's just been going down and down and down. So mm. um, I'm not so taking
2: the Bears over the line. Apparently,
1: apparently Justin Fields adds like three points which kind of surprises me. <laughs> take the bears tom take the bears
2: no take I'm the with, eagles
1: <laughs> i'm with the cardinals I, I already took the cardinals plus four and a half earlier in the week so at five and a half all right, so like, do, you want, do you want me to take the
2: the titans then? as
1: as, as put no, an Asterix next no, to it no no but I'm, no but i no, will no, be no. rooting so hard for the titans to win this game now
0: we like you should have done it <laughs> so we all got bird teams this week we got cardinals and eagles for our upset picks there we go Alright, so we'll hop into, uh, we're going to just wrap this off with two bold takes each for the remaining part of the uh, regular season, or just the NFL season as a whole, as
1: we're pretty much past the midway part. Uh, Dom, you want to give your first bold take here? Sure. So I have one that's positive like positive and one that's negative. Which one would you guys rather me start with? Let's start with the, bad yeah. news first. Alright, we'll hit the bad news. Bad news? Okay. I think the Green Bay Packers finished the season 4-13. and 13. They are currently 3-6. and six. They play the Chargers, at the Lions, the Chiefs, at the Giants, the Bucks at the Panthers, at the Vikings, and then again against the Bears. So, by me saying 4-13, and 13, like, there's winnable games on that schedule. I honestly think the Packers are one of the bottom five teams where I don't know if they will win two more games this season. Yeah. Okay. Like, they could... They I, could I, I, no, I could definitely see that. that like,
0: so... Four wins. What do you think that'll net them a top? That'd be a top now, nah, right? Probably
1: top four pick. I, I really? Think, I mean, four and thirteen is pretty bad. Like, yeah, four you, and 13 You usually... think the Pat,
0: You think the Pat's, Giants, and Panthers are what? Like the only teams ahead of them?
1: Kind of, yeah, and the Bears okay. too.
0: So they finished last. Oh, well, the Bears did north.
1: three wins right now, I guess. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think the, at the Packers now. will finish this year out at 1-7 uh, and seven over their last eight. I just don't. And the schedule is kind of favorable for them, but that's why I think this is a bold take. I think I don't think they're going to have a good end.
0: Is there a consensus number four pick right now
1: in the draft? Like, I is it like a Joe
0: Alt? Is it like a Fashanu?
1: Um, I think it's probably like Brock Bowers, it's, it, but it's going to come down to like... Who's picking and what they need because yeah. after Keon
2: Coleman I've seen a lot of too. It's between like it's between I mean it depends on who picks at four though, that's the thing. And yeah. like, yes. who can like because if one and three are all trade ups, like it could want be being three quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and you're you're guaranteed two Ugh. quarterbacks and then Marvin Harrison to be the first non quarterback in my opinion. So yeah. like and after then, that it's gonna be open. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think that, I think it's almost a lock, Harrison goes before
0: QB three.
1: Yeah, it well, depends on somebody that. who wants to trade up.
0: I, I don't think I don't know I just don't think there's a QB3 in this draft like I don't think someone's trading up for Penix, Nix or uh, McCarthy over
2: Harrison neither do I but I didn't think anybody was trading up for um, Anthony Richardson was it? was it Trey Lance I mean Trey Lance but that was a while ago. and Zach Wilson yeah <laughs> well Zach Wilson he made a big off the one train, uh,
1: pro day throw but yeah I'm saying the Packers finished the year 4-13 and 13. that's my bull take nice all right uh i got two positive ones i would say this one's like kind of bold
0: because this is their lowest they've been all year and i know their schedule like isn't kind of great down the stretch they just fired their offensive coordinator as i mentioned before mm. um and their their schedule is pretty rough but i'm gonna ride with it i think the buffalo bills still win the afc east this season wow, they're only um, uh one game back than the so dolphins sorry. oh you're gonna say that as well uh, well, we can both kind of ride it. So they, beat, they I mean, they blew out the Dolphins earlier in the year in Buffalo, 48 to 20. They're going to play them again later in the year, uh, last week of the season. So week 18, the thing is like they the bills still have to face, well now they, they're going to face, Um, so they got the Jets, but then they got to play the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. That's a really tough four game stretch. But I still like the Bills. They're still a good offense. Like, Josh Allen is still a top-five quarterback this season, even with all the interceptions. I think, like, this offense is still going to be fine with Brady over Ken Dorsey. I don't think really he was the reason why they've had their struggles. And I think this makes it the most boldest it could be is because the Bills are definitely the lowest they've been all year. So that was kind of my reasoning for this. And they're only a game back, and they have the tiebreaker right now over the Dolphins and head-to-head. So sorry for stealing one of yours, Tom.
2: No, you're good. Um, I'll, I'll go my other one. Um... I think Antonio Pierce is the truth. I think that he immediately switched things around in in Vegas. I think he's going to wind up, like they said, Rich Passaccia was the interim coach for when Gruden got fired, and they wound up making the playoffs that year. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, uh, I don't think. But I do think that the Raiders made a mistake by not hiring the guy or rehiring the guy that the players really seem to rally around and seem to start playing better for. And they went and hired Josh McDaniels, who was maybe the worst head coaching high I've ever seen in my entire life. Miserably failed. Players hated him. So I'm gonna say that they keep Antonio Pierce, and he either gets announced as the permanent head coach before the season ends, or right when the season ends, and they say they're gonna be moving forward with him, and they the Raiders do not enter the the head coaching search. I think Antonio Pierce really turned things around those couple weeks. They love him over there.
0: I like that. I can definitely see that for sure. And I think like with the afc west being like kind of pass heavy with like the chargers and uh like chiefs and mahomes like why not try to build this like tough grid and grind offense try to like maybe get a more defensive guy in there at head coaching position win on the ground game with your good running back and build a strong defense there and just kind of try to counteract the the high power passing offenses there because it's going to be tough to match mahomes and and herbert there at the quarterback position at least going forward so i kind of like that um if they keep pierce long term so Don, what was your positive uh bold take here
1: Yeah, so this is something I was not expecting whatsoever coming into the season. Um, I think the Houston Texans will have three 1,000-yard wide receivers this year, which is just crazy to say. Um, Nico Collins is currently at 631. Tank Dell is at 510. And Noah Brown is at 439, and he's missed a few games. So in in order for them all to hit, um, assuming they all stay healthy, in order for them to hit 1,000 each, Nico Collins needs 47 yards a game. Tank Dell needs 62 a game and Noah Brown needs 71, but he's been averaging 88 in the games he's played and they've kind of phased out Robert Woods. So I, I think there is a chance that the Texans will have three 1000 yard wide receivers. And if you told me that before the year, I would have said that means John Mechie's going to have a fantastic year. So the fact (laughs) he's not even listed in these is kind of insane to me.
0: Yeah. Honestly, like Dalton Schultz too. I, I think he's at, yeah, he's at 421 and four out of his last five weeks. He's had 65, 61, then had a letdown at five yards, but then 130 and 71 the last two. He could be a sneaky, like, 800-yard guy, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Brown... I think they'll get at least two 1,000-yard receivers, we've seen a few teams do that before. Uh, I probably should have looked up when the last time three 1,000-yard receivers were on the same team, but we'll just assume, like, it hasn't happened in a while.
0: Yeah. Um. So, mine actually is with the Texans as well, um, as I was just kind of trying to look up the... Uh, 1,000 yard trios. I just want to see if I could find this real quick. Um, okay, actually, yeah. So 2008, last time it happened, um, can you guess it was the Cardinals? I mean, you guys might only be able to get Uh, two of these
1: Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and it was was a tight end. Who was tight end?
0: Uh, it was a receiver. Um, he had 1,006 yards. It's, I don't think you're going to get it. It's Steve Preston. Uh, is it John Brown? No, Steve Preston. I think Brown was a little bit later. Uh, I was, I
1: was was going to test, um, um, oh, what's his, Michael Floyd, but I think he was later too. Michael Floyd yeah. was a good guess. He um, was
0: later. He was like 2013. So, 04 you might be able to get. It was with the Colts.
2: Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne. Dallas Clark.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Uh, so, Adrian the last James. player. Now the last player was another, I think, slot receiver. He has Miles a very.
1: Austin. Miles
0: Austin. No, no, no. He has a very famous touchdown call, I believe, from Gus Johnson. And it's blanked down the side. So- yeah, yeah. He had a thousand yards that year. A thousand seventy seven.
1: Yeah, so Reggie first... Wayne had
0: No, I was gonna say Reggie Wayne had twelve hundred and Marvin Harrison had eleven 1, hundred that year.
1: Damn, so yeah, I'm looking first time since two thousand eight. Maybe the Texans can do it.
0: That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, but Noah Brown, dude. Journey, or I don't even know if he's now because he spent most of his years in Dallas, but 27 having a career year, which is pretty cool. But I was gonna say that your bull take kind of ties into mine. I think CJ Shroud is gonna finish third in MVP this year. Um, I think obviously with the uh, injury to Joe Burrow, the interceptions to Josh Allen, at least in maybe MVP voters' eyes, I think he's gonna finish third. I think he's gonna edge out maybe Lamar Jackson. Um, I think like that's the one guy that he would have to like clear, but I, I think it's gonna be Mahomes and Hurts kind of battling it out. Now, mm-hmm. it, it, this could change if the Ravens have the most no wins and Lamar just goes off.
2: What? Tua falls down too?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like Stroud to finish top three. I think he's just going to be slinging it. And it, it's pretty bold. I, don't think, I think this is definitely harder to hit than the Bills winning the division. But yeah, Stroud leapfrogging Burrow, which obviously is more likely now. Allen, Lamar, and Tua to finish third in MVP. Mm-hmm. Definitely bold. But if he has three one thousand yard receivers, he's gonna have a lot of passing yards.
1: And yeah, so. and you said Schultz is gonna be like he's gonna be close to. He'll get at least forty five hundred passing yards this year, like easy. Mm-hmm. So that'd be impressive as a rookie, for sure.
0: And then uh, Tom, what's your what's your last bold take?
2: Well, you stole the Bills one from me, so I got. Oh uh, yeah, so
0: you only had one. Uh, yeah.
2: So are we gonna? Are we gonna? Um, I guess I'll make it. I'll make a quick one. Um, I'm gonna say that it's not that bold, I guess, but. I'm gonna say Denver gets into a win and in game for in the in the last game of the season against the Raiders. Then I mean I, I mean they no they get into they can get not, I I thought they played the Chargers I'm sorry they played the Chargers week before.
1: All I know is the Chargers played the Chiefs the last week, so I just then assume the Broncos play the Raiders. That's all I remember. Okay, yeah. so I'm
2: gonna, all right, So I'm gonna go off the fact that the Broncos are in a game I'm try, trying to think of my feet here that they're in a game where they can get in with a win. So they're okay. a lose, they're in a losing out game. Okay,
0: that'd be pretty cool.
2: Maybe they're eight and eight, or they're or they're uh, maybe nine and seven, or something like that. I don't know. We'll flexed, see. Flex like
1: Sunday night then.
2: Maybe yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, that's the best I got. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's tough to put you on the spot there. So that is going to uh, wrap up our Week 11 preview, and we gave you guys two bowl takes as well. Um, for our upset picks of the week, me and Dom both had the Cardinals and Tom had the Eagles. If you guys did enjoy on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Let us know in the comments kind of your uh, predictions for Week 11 as well. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review um, if you're listening over there as well. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching and listening, and we'll catch you all in the Week 11 reaction.
1: Peace, guys.